Four Midwest Guys presents... Star Trek Picard Review Welcome back to Four Midwest Guys Presents Star Trek Picard Review. Today we'll be reviewing Season 1, Episode 7, Nepenthe. Nepenthe, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm horrible with these damn names. Um, Alright, and with me always to help me is Mr. Brian Agabar. Hey, what's up, what's up, man? What's going on, B? Nothing much, man. This is probably one of my, one of my more favorite episodes. I, but it's... then again... It was 90% Star Trek Next Generation people. Uh, I was going to say, it's pretty much a love letter to the TNG fans. Mm -hmm. um, much like an earlier episode. So. Yep. Um, yeah. So, let's let's talk about it. So, this Nepenthe, because they it, they used it not just as a name for the world that that uh, they go to with Riker, Troy, and their, their daughter, but also because they named it the actual name of the episode, I got curious, and I Googled it. And it is actually a name of a made-up drug for forgetfulness from Homer's Odyssey. Um, so, in, and when I thought about that and I, I, I read that, I was like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. Because in many ways, this whole episode to me is about memories and the perception of reality. Mm -hmm. As well as also kind of forgetting one's sor sorrows. Kind of, sort of, in, in, in a, lot, a okay. lot of ways. Yep. So, I thought, okay, that, that, that makes sense why they're, they're doing that. Also, uh, much like our last episode, I wrote the notes for this instead of scene by scene like we've done previously. I looked at it from, this one kind of had three different storylines going through it, and mm -hmm. I thought we'd just talk about each one um, and uh, go that way with it. So let's let's start with the first storyline, which is pretty much where Picard and Soji meet with uh, Troy, uh, Riker, and their daughter Kestra on the world of Nepethe. Nep Nepenthe. Nepenthe. God, that's horrible. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about uh, their daughter. So Troy and Riker have a daughter named Kestra. So Kestra, Troy, Riker. Um, she seems very smart. She's very inquisitive, adventurous, kind of free-spirited in some ways. Um, knows her way around her home world, but is very innocent and childlike in her curiosity, I would think. What do you think, B? Yeah, I mean, like she seems very... Um it's funny because we were talking about it earlier. She seems very educated and very, like, she has those high... Education skills. Yeah, high education skills, but I don't think she interacts that much with people. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the some of the scenes, she kind of came off to me as being um, very new, new, new on the whole interacting with people kind of thing. Okay. Um, which you get a lot of when you have the really high education, like, mm -hmm. high intelligent people, they have that kind of back backwards skills yeah. when it comes with dealing with people okay. as opposed to numbers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, she picks up on all these different languages, right? you know, that we learn about. Um, but it's the whole, like, even even dealing with her mom, she still does, she still has a little bit of back talk when she's like, mm -hmm. you know, go give these tomatoes to your dad and set the table for dinner. She's And she, gets, under her breath, says, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, in her other in language. A, in another language. Yeah. And you're like, so you can tell she has the intellectual part, but it's the the whole interaction with people, she might be just a little, little behind. Not a whole bunch, yeah, by any means, but just might be there underneath. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think she's, um, she's highly, like I said, she's very intelligent. She probably doesn't have a lot of interaction with people because she had a brother, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, but other than that, it's just been her parents. She has a. Um, the other thing is, there's this person, this other captain who's older than Picard. She talks about as her friend. She talks to online with, 
So really, it kind of likes her only people that she interacts with is adults. So she really doesn't have a lot of interaction with other children. Right. Even she plays by herself out in the woods mm -hmm. kind of thing and keeps her brother's stories alive. Um, so, yeah, I, I think she I think you might be right. I think she's probably a little socially backward because of her her situation mm -hmm. and, and her yeah. surroundings. Um, however, she immediately takes to Soji in asking questions, uh, takes even more liking to her once she finds out she's an android. Uh, and being Data's daughter. Um, she even kind of looks at Soji as kind of like a little slash big sister. Like, you're only three years old. I'm the boss of you. That makes well, sense. that's what, you. yeah, that was, it was pretty funny because she's yeah. like, well, if you're only three, then that means I'm the boss of you. Yeah. Because I'm sure what's, well, that's what her brother said to her. Right. You know, you're the youngest. I'm taking, yeah, I'm, I'm the boss the, of you. I'm the boss of you. So finally, she has somebody she can be the boss of. Um, and, in a way, I think it's, she's longing for a new sibling since she lost Thad. Mm -hmm. And um, also has a mysterious friend, that captain that we talked about. So is this captain, and I should have wrote down his, the character name. Start with a C. Yeah. Um, anyway, she brings him up a couple times, and he's even older than Picard. Is this a... Could this be a future surprise guest, maybe? Down the road. That it could be. He has a ship, apparently, that yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be... Um, he's he's in the he's in the the shipyard or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it could be it could be somebody that we run into later in a later episode mm -hmm. on on a ship, or it could be somebody we run into later on in episode where they're in the stockyard trying to figure out yeah. um, some kind of facts because um, they went from because she, she talks to him and she says <clears throat> his stories lead from this this end of the galaxy all the way to this end of the galaxy yeah he's been around now the first thing that they talk about is one of the things that star trek discovery runs into mm. in one of their episodes okay okay that's yeah. one of that's one of their things the last thing is something that picard and Riker and them on the final season ran into with with all it was the the world of what was that was the world it was nightmare world Mm -hmm. The edge of the universe was the nightmare world where the they they flew into that cloud, and they had all their all their horrors were coming true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that was two end spectrum. So it, it was almost like in this little part here they were trying they they were giving you that little nod that yes these are connected this space is connected. Yeah. I mean we'll get into a little more that I've come to find out like from other from other podcasts and other people talking mm -hmm. about it yeah. that there's more stuff that connects. Uh, Picard with Discovery, which we had heard a rumor that they were going to connect that the they're, two. They're going to hand off. Yeah. Literally. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I, I the, the, when I bring up future surprise guests, I wonder if this person is somebody we already know in the Star Trek universe. And I've been jogging my head and jogging my head because he would have to be older <laughs> than Picard. Would he be an original Star Trek member? Is the uh, is Sulu still alive? <laughs> he should be dead by now. So the only yeah. the only thing I could think of, um, Chekhov maybe. I, I, no, I, I actually think it could be a um, it could be somebody from Discovery. Hmm. They have the whole time they can jump through time. Yeah. So it might be somebody who we come to find out we, we learn from Discovery. Yeah. And that's why he has knowledge of certain events. Why he understands the entire universe. Yeah. And that he's just been, Could this be. is where he got dropped off, or this is where he got misplaced, or, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, it, it's it's opened the door ever so slightly, and I'm like, ooh, I want to open that door all the way, and I want, you know, all yeah. these different possibilities are, are, are suddenly possible. Mm -hmm. uh, which would be cool to see a, a cameo from, uh, from, from somebody that we know already. Yeah. Right? Um, because... Riker doesn't know him. Not really. No, he knows the name. Name. But. He knows the name. He knows the person. He's, he's met him before. Yeah. But he doesn't recognize him as a former a Star Trek a legend. Right. Yeah, so I want. I wonder if it is somebody from Discovery, who has. Could be. Could be. Could very well be. That could be the connection to to the part of the handoff. Mm -hmm. Um. So. Um. Soji comes to the fact that she's not human. Uh, very suddenly through Kestra's innocent comment. Um, she doesn't trust anybody at first, especially Picard. She believes it to be another mind game like the one Eric played on her. Mm -hmm. uh, takes her frustration on Picard. She even gives her that, gives him that like hard push. And he's like, I guess I should be lucky. He, she could have broke me in Yeah, two. she didn't break me in half. <laughs> um, so she's kind of, she's 
while she's on this planet and everything else is going on, it's she's in this paradise planet, but she's having to deal with the fact that she's not human, that she's a synthetic, that she is an android. Right. It reminded me a lot of like the episodes we see with Q mm. on Next Generation, yeah. where everything is what they want it to be and everything is happy-go-lucky, but it's not really real. Yeah. And I kind of felt like that was kind of what we were being shown, like, what she felt. How she felt. How she felt. Because mm -hmm. she was like, you bring me here with all the nice people, no one trying to hurt me. Yes. All this fresh food and bright colors, bright colors and everything. Yeah. It's all mind game. You know what I mean? Like, right. instantly thought it was something that was being, it was just a mind game against her. Right. Because she even goes, she goes, he goes, you can trust me. Because she goes, whatever, just continue the mind game. Yeah, just get it over with. Yeah. 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 What's your game? What are you playing? Mm-hmm. Um, however, with the help of with everybody, we'll talk about it here in a little bit, she does soften up a little bit, um, especially Kestra. Kestra uh, kind of comes to terms uh, that's, that, you know, who she is and uh, really helps her, really, I, I, in, that, um, in that very innocent way. And, she, you know, Soji really grabs onto that uh, and uh, they, they kind of they create a... A, a quick bond anyway i won't say it's a, a, a deep bond necessarily but she's helping her she's kind of counseling her through this in fact she gets counseling from troy as well and yeah well, i thought it was i thought know. it was really interesting that they um she read the she read the whole dictionary dictionary of that yeah. that different dialogue yeah. and then she comes out of the house speaking it yeah and catches Riker off guard and he's like what the fuck and she goes <laughs> she read dad's dictionary of vivine the whole language in two minutes and he goes two minutes and that's when it clicked for him yeah that's when he starts but but it was but it was one of those like like she comes out to speaking it and writer's like oh my gosh and i was like and i'm thinking i'm watching them like why do i not remember this this language yeah this vivine that everybody else is all oh, we all that's all we talk about well that's not the only one there's this one and yeah yeah and there's it was 11 12 if you count blah 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 <laughs> but that was just the language of butterflies and that wasn't any words it was just wings like <laughs> what <laughs> well I, I, we'll get to that here in a second <laughs> um but let's talk about his mom let's talk about deanna troy mm -hmm. um she loves seeing picard she's happy to help but she's dealing with some deep loss of her own that oh know, yeah her and Riker's son mm -hmm. um she's using she uses her empathic abilities during their her hug with picard and she discovers not only is the trouble he's in but the fact that he's dying mm -hmm. and she picks up on that right away and even picard has to go it's okay mm -hmm. i'm all right you know because he knows obviously who her power right. is and understands it um and then we find out about that and how he was born on starships and he always wanted a home of his own um and and then because of that he's in a very kind of tolkien way creates his own world of different lands and each with their own flushed out languages and cultures he creates you know whole languages um but we also find out he died from a synthetic synthetic disease that could have been cured with the help of a positronic brain but because there's a ban on synths right at this period of time there's none none available to help him which is shit yeah which is bullshit and complete another bullshit but so but deanna uses that to help soji understand that being synthetic is not all bad or isn't bad at all right it's just a different form of being alive um and then she, you know i think deanna also further goes on and helps picard see eye to eye with soji you know you had that coming with the push you know oh you know, yeah because yeah. well it was the way picard up to that point had been treating her like a like an employee yeah um not as a, a fragile you know person who is really only has three years of experience even though she's programmed from like feel like she's more she's still trying to figure out what she is and mm -hmm. you know everything else and he just kind of was basically kind of doing like a whole yeah in front of her got, yeah got in her face yeah, yeah. and uh, she's like no you deserve that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she reminds him who he's been through and reminds him that he needed to be the Jean-Luc of the ready room of the, 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 the Starship Enterprise. The compassionate, listening, understanding. Right, he needed to be the captain, not the admiral. Right, exactly. Precisely, that's exactly it. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing about uh, Deanna is, is she's there, she's going to help him, but she's afraid. She doesn't want to lose Kestra. 
she, you know, she he knows Picard knows that he shouldn't be there because he's inviting danger. She's like, even she says, I'm not as brave as I used to be. Right. And Picard kind of counters with that and says, well, you're wise. You're it just, just makes wise, you wiser, wiser yeah. in, the, in the end. Um, but it's a, so it's, it's a different Deanna Troy. It's still the Deanna Troy we love because she, we see her use that in the cast. She's still the counselor. She's still helping Soji. She's still helping Picard, but she's a little bit more, she's a little snake bitten, I guess you can say, because she, she's lost one kid and she doesn't want to lose. Right. Well, it, it was it was really interesting to see her interact with Soji the way she did because essentially Soji's the reason, like she's the culmination of the, the stuff of the fact that why her son is dead. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like it was like one of those like if if if, if only you'd been yeah, here. If if since we're banned, how are you here? Yeah. Because the synthetic brain would have helped my son, mm -hmm. and he'd be alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just how she uses her own personal tragedy as you know to, to help somebody else which is classic Deanna Troy uh, character which we love um, let's talk about Riker and Picard um, he's surprised but he's happy to see him extremely happy yeah uh, he has this huge I want to call it a chateau the cabin mansion did you think it was that big it was pretty damn big I thought yeah I didn't think it was that big I thought it was but I guess that's because I watch a lot of Alaskan shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nothing like. I mean, it was nothing. It was nothing, <clears throat> nothing huge. It looked like it was like a, like a three bedroom, yeah, three man. bedroom log cabin. But, you know, spacious living room. My whole yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was it definitely had its. It was like a. <laughs> it was like one of the ones we get done in Gatlinburg. Yeah, kind of. You get the upper yeah the upper scale one. Mm -hmm. uh, <coughs> but while it's rustic on the outside, he has built-in shields sensors and that can even do cloaks cloaked scans yeah so, so you know he's used his pool as a starfleet captain in, in his past and his his home seems to be well defended anyway i don't know if well, it's armed but yeah, it's well yeah it reminded, it reminded me a lot of like being on like the holodeck <laughs> yeah he's like computer <laughs> yeah. shields up in here yeah <laughs> sensors on scan okay scan for scan for cloaked mm -hmm. you know it's just kind of oh okay um, and we were talking about this earlier, but he is able to defer Picard's entire story uh, just down down to even Soji's data head tick because she does the whole, you know, his little thing. That's kind of like you said; it was what started the whole thing. He's like, "You don't have to tell me anything. Let's just play a game here. Let's play a game here. You don't yeah. have to say yes or no. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what I've been saying to myself this whole time. <laughs> yeah." Then we'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so, you know, Romulans, so yeah. that's probably, and you're afraid for our life, so that probably means it's Tal Shiar, and obviously yeah. she's an android, she can read, she read a whole chapter, she, oh, she's, I know that head tick anywhere. She has data in her DNA. And, uh, yeah. And then, and he, and he goes on to say, you know, um, you're not the one who's running, she is. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's like, he's like, what did she, you know? What did she do that was so bad? You know, because obviously they don't understand because they're, they're friends with Data, so they don't even get the whole destruction of all. Right, they don't understand it. And what's what's even better about this whole scene is it's all happening while he's making pizza. Yeah, he's just like he loves pizza. And it's pizza and talk. Uh, yeah, and, talk the, and, and, he, and he and he has an old yeah. pizza oven. Yes, where he makes a fire. Fire. Oven. Yeah, I was like, it was, it was pretty. I, I like. I thought it was pretty interesting. And he's, you know, fresh sliced tomatoes on there with basil and the yeah. stuff and the, and the um, the bunny corn sausage. Yes, which are which are venomous cre venomous creatures, but they take out the the, sack, can, yeah, but, the venom yeah. sack. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of funny because um, <coughs> in an earlier part of this, um, Kestra tells. I would. I couldn't hurt you anyway. I'm passive. I'm passive aggressive. Whatever she says. Pacifist. Yeah. I'm a pacifist. Yeah. Yet she comes in. Yes, more sausage, please. <laughs> you know. Well, she, <laughs> so she's a hunter. She yeah. just doesn't kill people. Yeah. It was. Just, it was just pretty funny because it was like one of those like. Well, okay. Yeah, okay. It's a little bit of two sided this time. Right? Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, but he also helps Picard see being the captain will not do well with Soji. He's dealing more with a teenager. Mm -hmm. Teenager android. Yeah. Um, also sees a very. Um, there's almost kind of like a father-son relationship between Picard and Riker, I would say, almost. Uh, to a degree, even if they're on the same level, they they kind of they go back and forth comparing notes as captains. But yeah, I I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a father-son more so as just best friends. Yeah, 
That, that might be true. Yeah, I don't know if it's my father's son perspective more so as a there's no, no best friends because they're both. There's no hesitation. There's no yes. friction like yes. there's between fathers. And I, sons. I, I think it's I think it's more a best friend thing, and it's it's not a I'm telling you how to do this. Yeah, I'm just giving you my opinion. I've gone through this right with my teenage daughter and telling you I don't think you're ready for it. Baby steps. Yeah, you know he's telling I I'm dealing with this now, so I can tell you that this is what you're going to deal with and yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. And then I, I really thought it was funny with the uh, the red alert. Did you get that one? Red alert. Uh, no, I didn't pick up on that, I guess. What, what okay, so, so they were all, they were standing in front of the garden, mm-hmm. and he walked over, and Castro goes, Dad, Dad! Oh, the burning and pizza. The burning yeah. pizza, and he yeah. runs over, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and then they pan away, because you see the smoke coming out, yeah. and he pans away, and they pan back, and he goes, cancel the red alert. It was just a burning tomato. <laughs> Hilarious. Nice. I didn't hear him say red alert on that part. That's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> um, oh, we also learned, though, that uh, during their little stroll together that Riker's still an active reserve. So he, I guess under extreme circumstances, he yeah. could be Starfleet again. Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, because even the captain says, you know, you ever think about shipping out again kind of thing, which is interesting for him to say that, I thought. You know, I don't know. I guess it kind of comparing war stories i guess i don't know yeah and you could tell you could tell that Riker misses it to a certain degree yeah like you can you can always tell when people are talking like and some of them don't you can tell or don't want anything to do with it and, you uh, know, they're done. and other ones you can tell when they're talking i mean i guess it's just a tribute to their, their great acting skills but you can tell when they're acting and they're talking about stuff like certain certain things are like i miss that yeah like i miss like even when he was when he was when he was deducing what was going on? He was like, "You said I need to do cloak scans, which brings up the Bromulans, which brings up the yeah. Tau. You, you're really scared for our safety, Must which means Tau Shiar. <laughs> you know, and with we'll this, with that. He goes, you remember what I told you? <laughs> you would be as Stephen yeah, Romulans. As Stephen Romulans for the rest of your life. <laughs> ah, hilarious. And you know what? That whole feeling just made me. I, it made me stop. Even when we got the end of the episode, I'm like. Why can't they just put the whole damn crew back together? Why can't we just do the TNG reunion and do the whole storyline? I mean, it's nice that you have new characters and you're introducing new characters, and that's great, but God, I just like, come on. I know. Like I'm it's just all like, there. Yeah. You know? It's like, uh, but speaking of all there, do you think do you think when we get back to the home world because you know we they were talking about that's about what Yeah, what, finding our home world. Well, finding our home world and it was yeah. the, the, the two it was two a, two moon two, was it two moons or two two sun? blood red moons two with, blood moons a lot of lightning, lightning and red it lightning turns out it was because she texts her mysterious captain friend and yeah. he's like oh that's the halo system and it's the planet doesn't have a name it's a number which I thought was interesting well I didn't I, I didn't think it was interesting I, I kind of figured that was going to be the case because it's a androids so they're all numbers right which I thought was fitting but binary I, yeah well I what I thought was interesting was do you think we're gonna we're gonna see data yes. I do. I think whether it's them bringing him back at the end or some part of him, like they said, still exists out there somewhere. There's a part of him that is still functioning. Yeah. Like, I really, I was like... Yeah. Like, hmm. Or it could be the other side of Data, too. It could be his brother. Yeah, it could be. could be Laura, which would be, like, the big, oh, shit moment. Um, But we'll see. Um, All right, so that... Let's move on to the next storyline, mm-hmm. which wasn't quite as good, obviously, but in fact, the next storyline after this is less good than this one, but let's, <laughs> t- let's talk about it anyway. Um, so the next storyline being, you got Rios, Dr. Girardi, and Raffi, they're all on board the ship, and the whole episode actually starts with Girardi and Commodore O. And that meeting that she had three weeks ago, and we're like, man, that was that kind of quick meeting. I wonder what was there's going to be more. Fucking aggressive, wasn't it? Yeah, sure, shit. There, <laughs> there, there was. Um, so she basically gives her, she mind melds with her, and gives her this apocalyptic version of what's going, what will happen if Sith life, synth, synth, <laughs> synth life, synthetic life, lives or continues. Right. So now I got a question. So I thought. I thought they can only do they can only share memories. No, that my thoughts to your thoughts, my mind to your mind. So she's right, but I thought it was only memories that right. they could share. Right. So she So she's seen the end? Yes. She's seen the end. 
how and why we don't know. That's yet. what I'm saying. Like we, so, we, we we know we got the vision, but we don't know right. how so she that, got. So it. that'll be probably part of discovery. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Or but, but it's like how did or she, next episode they're gonna yeah. find out more. Like how do we how do we already see this? Yes, exactly. How do we already how do we already see this? This is crazy. Well, you see her. She's wearing the hood, mm-hmm. and then you see the circle of people, and we've seen that, and that's in our opening. With yeah, the, the, yeah. The thing that comes out and goes boom. Yeah, I think it's some sort of weird ritual, Romulan Vulcan ritual, that reveals the the vision. Um, but anyway, but we we see that Earth is basically destroyed, or what looks like Earth is destroyed, some Earth like planet. Anyway, it has other haunting images. Somebody puts a gun to her head, and I want to say that it looks like Dr. Girardi. I could be wrong. It's, it's yeah, I, I, fe- I, I, it was a yeah, female. It was a female. I couldn't tell who it was. And then there was yeah. a part where the one person was ripping their face off, and it was, it was green blood. Yes, because they, were having, they saw the vision, mm-hmm. the, 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 yeah. the destroyer vision that we've, yeah. we're kind of getting, trying to get our, our minds around uh-huh. of what's going on. Um, so obviously she sees this. She she throws up. <laughs> yeah, because she was given all that image all at once. once yeah, it, it, overwhelming for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, basically the only other thing in the, the vision is she gives her like this tracking device, but she has to chew it up. And I guess they're like nanobites or something that yeah. go throughout her yeah. her body is so they can track her. Right. So um, I don't know. <coughs> And then we off, obviously we don't see it, but she asks her, you know, you have to make, we also, I need you to make a terrible sacrifice, which we think is murdering Maddox and probably right. killing the android mm-hmm. or killing Soji, uh, we think. Um, so what did you think about this, that whole opening scene? Did, did there anything else? Well, kind of? basically it was what we were wondering. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like she went from nothing to she's like she's like I'm head of security for the Starfleet, mm-hmm. and you know what did you do this, and what did you share here? I'll take your silence as that yes you did, right? You know, and it's then like an interrogation, yeah. yeah. And then and then she's like she's like okay, and then I said I was sorry. You sorry for what? That I didn't get to meet the blah blah blah. Yeah. And then she then she all of a sudden she's like, I'm attacking you. You're mine, my mind. Like, what the fuck just happened? Like, that was so aggressive. Yeah, because she takes her off. Yeah. Like, Any other time in the past. They asked ask permission. Yes. Vulcans always ask permission. Yes. Yes. That's a violation. And, and it was just like, it was one of those, like, okay. Yeah. Like, it was just, it, was, it just caught me off guard. But I'm, we needed to see it because we, we were trying to figure out how it happened. Yeah. We knew it. We already said that's what it probably happened. Right. But we just, it was it was nice to be able to see it happen. But it is interesting to see a Vulcan use a mind a mind mount almost as an attack, in yeah. that, rather than you know yeah. a, a way to get information. Usually, it's getting information out of a person. Yeah, yeah it's usually like it's usually it's usually like helping them see the path, mm-hmm. or you know, getting information. Right. This was more of a Woo. <laughs> yeah, like a brainwashing almost. Yeah. What it feels like is like is like here here's all these scenes. That are horrific and everything else. This is what's going to happen. And I'm not showing you anything else. Yeah. And this is what's going to happen if you let this happen. Yeah, this it was continues. weird. It was weird. Yeah, it was just like, oh, okay. Um, so back on the ship, uh, they're caught in a tractor beam by the Borg. Raffi can't hack out of it. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Girardi just goes into full meltdown. Um, yeah. Like just, screaming. Yeah. Just, just tell, tell him we want to go home. Well, because she knows that yeah. she's there for a reason. Yeah. And she knows that the, the Romulan's there. Or working with her, right? Exactly. So just tell her we want to go home. They don't even want us. They want her. They want blah blah blah. And like she's like, and they're both uh, looking at her like, how do well, you know this? Well, that, well, that's what, but they didn't. Like they they looked at her and kind of said that, but they didn't say. They didn't. They never said, "How do you know this?" They don't accuse her. That's right. the thing. They're they, smarter. Yeah. Than they they yeah. they just they just kind of just like, like why would we even tell them that? That doesn't even make any sense. Right. You know they're 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 trying to get us because mm-hmm. they think we have her. Exactly. You know what I mean? That was their moment. But she's like, no, just tell me when to go home. Mm-hmm. And then they finally, you know, they get released and she goes, it's a trap. And we, we see it as a trap because right. we see a human on the plane, on the, on the, on, on the, yeah, yeah, the, the transport or whatever. Right. But, um, you know, then she goes, he goes, well, set a course for Nepenthe. And she goes, do we, do any of us really want to go to Nepenthe? Picard could take care of himself. Yeah. And, and, and fuck the android. Like, he wants to see the, the fucking android. Yeah. Like, that was just so weird. Like, and then Raffi calls her Raffi calls her and says, we were here in her blue coat. Couldn't wait to see this girl. Now all of a sudden you can't do anything to stay away from her. The closer you get, the less you want. Yeah. yeah the and, you want and, and then, uh, 
And then, she, then, and then, uh, what's my call it? She says, she says, I just want you, I just want you to punch in the coordinates further than hit play. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it shows that she is in just, she can't take the guilt, she can't process what she's done, and it's overwhelmed her, and it's overtaken her, and she just wants to get away from it. She wants, she feels the. She's come to terms of what she did is wrong mm -hmm. in her mind, and she knows it, and she wants to get away from it, and she just wants to forget like it ever happened. I mean, and then that's the state of mind that that she's she's broken down into, and then uh, that switches over to, of course, Auntie Raffy. Right, when she, <laughs> giving her let, cake. Let, let Auntie Raffy help you out. I really thought she was gonna get her high. I did too, actually. Like I really hundred percent thought she was gonna get. I and I think she thought she was gonna get her high, and then she says, "Will it be cake?" And she goes. Yeah, baby. If you want cake, we'll get you cake. Like, who is this person? What are we watching here? This is so stupid. And then she's like, here's your cake. Would you like another glass of chocolate milk? Would oh, you like chocolate? That would be too much. That would be too much. Oh, no, no cake. We'll get you whatever you want. Like, what? Like, at first I thought she was doing it. It was going to be laced with something. And she was going to say. True serve or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did too. And actually. that's what I thought. And I was like, yeah. okay. And then. No, she's just simply talking to her. And she's just. Yeah kind of letting it go again yeah coming to terms with what she's done killing maddox the tracker although she doesn't say she killed him it's everything but and then again she pukes again um, yeah and then then she's in, then she's in the then she's in the thing yeah and um rios comes down and says there's no way they should be able to follow us i think yeah he's playing games with her i, th like, I, th I think ravi is the tracker because she left and she came off so suddenly didn't even say who she went and saw and blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. and <clears throat> but don't say anything and actually at that point you thought rios actually thought that i really still think rios thought that at that point also yeah i don't think that at all i, I think, think i think rios really thought that at that point and i still don't think that either of them realized that she was the tracker oh i think he does i think she basically admits it to him and she, I think he's she, testing her up to that but point she to get her to do it. But she didn't say it. She didn't say it, but she all but did. Oh, she almost did. Yeah. She goes, but I, and, he go, and then it was, there was something happened. Yeah. She's back. Right. And, yeah, and then, he, then he had to go run back up there. Right. But I don't, but I don't think. I think that was his, his, his test. I, I guess, thought he was testing. But you could be right. Yeah, I guess. Well, you could be right. It could be a triangle. Nobody trusts anybody. And yeah. The drama. Yeah. Is, and I think that's what, I think it's, he, because he slept with her. So he's that connection. And he's, so he's thinking she's on my side. She wouldn't do anything to hurt this operation, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Raffi... She left. She came she, back. She wanted, to go to, she wanted to go to, whatchamacallit, Cloud for what reason? Free Cloud, yeah. Yeah, she wanted to go to Free Cloud for what reason? Then she came right back. Didn't say what she did there. She's just ready to go. And it was like... I thought she did say to, to, to Rios mm -hmm. why she was there. She goes, my son was there. And they're having a baby. But yeah. he doesn't want to see me. I thought that yeah, interaction it, happened. It did happen. That's why. <laughs> that's why. I thought, so that, that's why you think. That that's why knows. I think he was just testing her. He was just. Yeah, he I was fucking. Although when I watched it the first time, I'm like, does he really think that? And then I thought about it. I'm like, no, he can't. There's no way because he knows better. I, um, I just I think I I just thought that that was the. Uh, but I thought they could have done a better way of doing that scene because yeah. it was confusing. To yeah. be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, and then Girardi does something drastic. Um, Realizing she's on the wrong side, or at least putting them all in danger, she replicates a toxin to kill the tracker inside of her body. Um, first of all, I love how the replicator in the med bay was a 3D printer. Yeah. I thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but I, and then she ends up in a coma because the emergency medical EMH comes online mm -hmm. and he's able to stabilize her, but she's in a coma. Yep. Um, so if she comes out of it, which I'm sure she will, is she going to tell all or not? Do you think? Oh, you I think, think she will. You think she's finally yep. coming? I, th I think she it? will because I actually think that she's going to realize that she was on the wrong side mm -hmm. and she's going to, she's going to apologize. Yeah. And she's going to say, I'm sorry I was on the wrong side and I shouldn't I, have done it. And I murdered Maddox. Yeah, and I, this is what happened. I was told I had to do this. and I saw this vision in my head. Yes, and then and Picard and the synth mm -hmm. and Soji are going to forgive her first. Yeah. I forgive you and blah, 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 blah. And then the rest of the crew will come around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those, it's going to be one of those forgiveness storylines. Yeah, redemption. Mm -hmm. uh, I could definitely see that. And I, and I actually kind of agree with it because I think that her taking this 
basically almost suicidal risk because I'm sure she knows what the hell she's doing because she's psyching herself up to even give herself the. Well, yeah, it, <coughs> it, it said it said it could be. Um, could Excuse be. Me. It didn't say fatal. Mm-hmm. It said could be something. The reaction could be severe or so, something. Yeah, the the, the yeah. program. Tells yeah. Her mm-hmm. that. But she takes it, and you know, so she does kind of take that 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 risk to herself. And, and then yeah, and then all of a sudden so you see a Narek ship. Yeah, he loses that. The tracker's gone. He's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and he's like, "He's like, no." <laughs> yeah. So, so in the end, it works out for. Her. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about the third and final narrative that's going on in the in the show, and that's Hugh and Elnor versus the Vatash, aka the Tal Shiar. Um, so a group of XPs gets killed in front of Hugh. Uh, he still doesn't give up the location of Picard or what's hidden in that area, mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously the, cha- the Queen Chamber. Mourns the slain XBs, and then all of a sudden Elnor comes out of hiding. This was the weakest storyline, and s- some of the uh, is it? And it, it it made me. It actually took me out of the the when he comes out of hiding. I get it the way he hid, but there's no explanation. He just suddenly shows up. This whole storyline, is it just me, or does this reason for him being on the Borg ship just seem very forced or weak? Um, it does it does it somewhat serves a purpose. However but he, so so his whole thing was he needed to be with a with a with a hopeless cause. Okay. Okay, so yeah. with 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 Picard finding Soji It's no longer hopeless. It's no longer a hopeless cause because he actually that was what he that was his quest. Okay. So he, he t- took upon this new quest with Hugh. With Hugh, because he knew that Hugh would need help protecting, you know, protecting. So it was me, right? Yeah. But the way it went, like you said, the way it went about it was just like, well, this is just dumb. Yeah, and it's like, okay, he was in hiding, and then all of a sudden there he is, and they're, they're gone, and now they're they're observing them. And, and she said, and we saw you go into we saw you go into Sector Eleven, but only you came out. Right. And it's like. He just killed a bunch of people. Yeah, and like, yeah. Or at least it sounded yeah, like yeah. And then all the other thing was is how how did if the if the queen's hive or whatever the room was hidden. Yeah. How did they track him there? Well, the the guards were coming, but how did they get to that point? I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. if it was supposed to be hidden and he was in the secret location, how did they find him? I don't know. They don't explain that yeah, either. It was just kind of it was odd. This this whole story, like I said, is very. I mean, I'm I'm glad for where well, we're, we're glad where it's taking us. Sure, yeah, because I know we all yeah. know what's coming here. But but it was one of those like mm. yeah. Um, so uh, basically, Hugh comes to the the uh, the conclusion that he's going to use the Queen's Chamber and he's going to take back the cube core, the cube from the Romulans. And then of course, didn't you guys realize you would be under Silva? Um, surveillance because the whole reason she doesn't kill him the first time is because he's federation and right. protected by the treaty right but but this one yeah when he's when he's going to um try to take back the ship which essentially is an act of war Mutiny. which yeah which which essentially breaks the treaty mm-hmm. now she can kill him now she can kill him yeah um and then it then it's elnor versus uh, nerissa uh, which is a cool fight, I thought. Yeah. You know, um, Narissa is smarter, I thought, but Elnor is obviously more skilled. Right. Like, she, like, she, she, she you could tell that she's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, cause even when they were fighting and, and he thought he had the upper hand, mm-hmm. she still had one in her hand and threw it, threw it at you. and killed you. Yeah. She's very ninja where Elnor is very samurai. Mm-hmm. Like samurai, he plays by the rules of, of, of you know, of fighting. Like she puts down her gun, he puts down away his sword and he does the honorable because she's like, this is not how we should fight. And he yeah. agrees and does the honorable thing, but yet she betrays him and pulls that knife, pulls the knife yeah. and is able to kill Hugh. Um, and here's, here's the other part about this line. I didn't like, I thought Hugh's death felt very underwhelming to me instead of instead of uh you know how when a, a major character dies and i consider you a major character because he's he's got lineage from all the way back from tng several episodes in tng in fact um instead of the oh my god no feeling it was more of a oh hugh you know it was kind of like oh man why'd you have to do that or why you know why's he got to die but it, instead of it didn't get the emotional response from me 
that I thought the character deserved death. I deserved a better death. I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, like, like you, you, you've had him up there with, like, like he should have had his own, like, basically his own episode to die. Or a bigger event yeah. or something. Yeah, not just like a, or, or, or a, or a like, sacrifice. Yes, yes. As opposed to just being killed off. Right, instead of just a, a dart to the... A, a dagger to the throat. Which I really thought was weird that that killed him. Yeah, because he's Borg. Yeah. Or partial Borg. Yeah, like I really thought that that shouldn't have killed him. Uh, I guess once you become an XB, you, you don't have all that resilience anymore. And I don't know. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting. But yeah, I, I definitely thought he deserved a better death. But I thought it was yeah. it was nice that he was able to tell. Yeah. Give him the details. That you need another XB to to control the chamber mm -hmm. and of course Elnor at the end he's in hiding but he uses that ranger distress beacon where do you get the ranger distress beacon that's a good question I was whose trying was to... it whose was it it was on the it was on the table it was Elnor it or it's it, it's seven of nines it's the one that she gives Picard but how it gets from Picard to Elnor I'm not sure because so so he was hiding yes okay and then he looks over and he sees it dangling from a table and then he reaches, he reaches, like so kind of crawls over to the table, pulls it from underneath. So did Picard leave it there by accident? That's the only. Th that's the only way it could have transferred. So I never saw it physically move between from Picard to. Yeah, anybody. so that's the only thing I think of is that Picard left it, left it there, unless Picard gave it to Hugh. Maybe he did, but I don't remember. And that. and they pulled it off. They pulled it off of Hugh. Maybe, maybe he did. I don't know. I don't remember. It, it would have been if. That would have been cool if he had given it to Hugh and then Hugh pulled it out of his pocket and died while he's dying or something. But, yeah. But yeah, there's no... Like I said, this whole third storyline that's going on is very loose. Well, <laughs> I, well, I think that, that was because they're setting up for the next episode. Right. And I actually think that Seven of Nine is going to become the next Borg Queen. I think it's very possible because... Why? Because Seven of Nine... I was actually going to talk about this later, but screw it. Yeah. In my final thoughts and grades. But Seven of Nine has become dark. Why else would they show her when in that when we're back on Free Cloud? Why would they show her going back and killing that 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 woman and showing that she no longer has the remorse that she once did? That she's given up that hope and 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 but she still wants to maintain order, but she doesn't want to. She no longer has what Picard has, which has the hope, uh, you know, and, and forgiveness and all that. Why would they do that if they were not setting her up to? go to the dark side or back to the dark well, side. Well, I, I, I have a theory with that. That I think that she's, she'll be the next board queen, but mm. she will maintain her seven of nine... Essence? Essence. And that essence will be transferred into the into the board. Yeah. And the board won't simply be out to assimilate anymore. Just maintain order. And maintain order, like Space Rangers. And that's what's going to come in to play at the end, and it's going to be the Space Rangers Borg versus the the synth. The synth. Ooh, maybe. Ooh. Maybe. But I, I think she's going to go. I think she's going to get that power, and I think she's going to use it at first, maybe to help. But I think in the end, it's, she's going to turn. I think it's going to be too much could, too much power for her. It could be. That, that's that's just my final. That was actually part of my final thought, Grade, but that's okay. That's perfectly great. That's so, where we are anyway. So. That's where we're at anyway. So speaking of final thoughts and grades, Brian, what's your final thought and grade for uh, Season 1, Episode 7? Nepenthe. Nepenthe. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so my thoughts and grades on this. Um, I think this is better than the last episode, but that was because it was a lot of Next Generation stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like Riker. Yeah. Um, I've always thought Riker was probably my favorite character on next generation sure. just the amount of interaction he had with almost every episode plus the missions he had to go on and the things he had to do yeah was he, probably my favorite yeah. um yeah so um mine would be i would probably give it a um i think it would be i think we've been stuck right about eight yeah so I, I would raise it up another half i'll get an 8.5 mm -hmm. um a couple things i wanted to pull out Oh yeah, your um, discovery. I'm sorry. Yeah, there was a couple things that I've you know I watched a couple other podcasts on this and read a couple articles about it. Um, 
there was a big plot point. There's a couple of things that are tying this episode into Discovery, which we know that they're gonna they're gonna meld the two together. That you said there was gonna be a handoff, right. and like from one to the other, from the other to the one, like they're gonna go back and forth between the two. Right. Um, one of the big point, plot points in Discovery season two was revolved around a mind meld with um, the that had the the AI apocalypse. Yes. Uh, and now it just happened again in Picard. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so maybe that's how they're going to tie it together is this apocalypse, apocalyptic event. Maybe somebody's going to go back in time to help save or... Something gets messed up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the other thing was while they're on the ship, uh, Dr. Girardi blurts out, I want to be the fun crew member that says, let's go, hey, let's go hide in that comet. It turns out to be a giant Gormander. Gormagander. Okay. You're going to bring it back, aren't you? Son of a bitch. All right. No, I, no I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> But it is funny that the um, the Gormagander was the same kind of like space creature that. Go ahead, say it. You're gonna say it. Just get it over with. <laughs> space whale. Space whale. Yeah, squales. We're back to squales. But anyway. Um, All right. Yep. But it was the same kind of creature that was rescued by the Discovery in the episode uh, "Magic to Make the Sanest Man Good." Okay. Um. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they tied those two together. They tied that storyline with... That's the one with Mud, right? <coughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And then my last thing I was going to bring up was that um, Ardani... Yes. ...means home. Yes, yes. We find that out in the... Yeah. Right. They right. talk about it in the... Uh, <clears throat> In the, in the episode, yeah, yeah, in the episode we talk about they talk about Ardani being meaning home, uh, yeah, for the that, home world. That, that whole the whole time drop about home. Dad's name for his yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, Ardani mm -hmm. means home. So we hope that you find here, <laughs> for Midwest guys, your Ardani for Picard. Oh, <laughs> nicely, <laughs> nice little tie, nice uh -huh. transition. Yep, yep, tried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish my my. I'll probably just give you a grade, really, but. Final thought and grade for this one. I'm going to give it a 8.5 to a 9. Um, I love the TNG, obviously. It's, it's a love letter to TNG fans. I'm a TNG fan. Um, like I said, I wanted to just to put the whole crew back together, and let's just do the rest of this, <laughs> this with the TNG crew. Um, I, uh, I I enjoyed that. I, um, I'm still enjoying the overall plot of uh, you know the Destroyer and... Now they're bringing in the Borg cube, and obviously Seven of Nine is coming, and we've already seen previews for the next episode. Spoiler alert! Um, I, I like, I kind of like where we, we've, we're, you know, we're on the down downhill, and we're coming to the conclusion of all this, and and I still think we're headed for a dark, dark ending. I could be wrong, but I think, or at least some sort of a like a dark ending cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens. I, I. I uh, I really want to see data uh, now more than ever, <laughs> and I think we're going to see at least what's become of data or what's left of data mm -hmm. when we get to her home world. Um, so, yeah this this was a this was a really good episode. There was a lot of there was still just enough action along with everything that was going on with with on um, uh, was it Pen Nepenthe? Nepenthe. Yeah, I always leave out the end. So the, everything that's going on in Nepenthe, you still have enough action, enough side adventure going on uh, to keep you interested if you mm -hmm. like just adventure, obviously. So, right. um, and then obviously, like I said, the Borg Queen coming has is, is got me excited too. So 8.5 to 9, uh, very solid episode, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to what's coming next. Um, before we go, and I should have put this at the beginning of the show uh, as well, where can you find Ford Middle West Guys? So, well, if you like this program and you want to find more of our podcast beyond just Picard or the other Picard episodes in the past. If your one-stop shop and your best place to go is www.4midwestguys.com Again, that's the number 4midwestguys.com There's links to our uh, Twitter, to our uh, Facebook accounts, as well as our um, iTunes and our Podbean. Uh, follow YouTube it's all there. You can follow, like, and subscribe across the board. Speaking of YouTube, uh, right now you just have to search. If you just go to YouTube, you just have to search for Midwest Guys to find all of our content or to find our channel. We're trying to get to 100. We're really pushing really hard. We're still new to the YouTube 
thing and we're really trying to push uh, to get 100 subscribers so that we can actually put youtube.com slash for Midwest guys because as you can see here on this obviously easy to read graphic that mm -hmm. everything is pretty much for Midwest guys yep however with the exception of YouTube to get 100 subscribers we're just one two three XYZ blah 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 after youtube.com so again we're really pushing hard so follow like and subscribe especially on YouTube um, and however if you do want to find us on Facebook it's facebook.com slash for Midwest guys on Twitter at for Midwest guys you find myself at be Willie 1977 Brian where can they find you at Angzone. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram with like a lot of behind the scene pictures at the number four underscore Midwest underscore guys uh, and you can do good old-fashioned email at uh, for Midwest guys at uh, gmail.com and uh, we do have a voicemail line I need to look it up because I didn't put it on the graphic I still need to update this graphic uh, I'm bad about graphic updates <laughs> but uh, there is also a number that you can call and uh, leave your voicemail if you like uh, something that you saw if, if it's about Bacard you can leave a message for Bacard if you like um, a message about our uh, XFL show that we do with Brian's mm -hmm. Zone XFL weekly show yep or uh, even the Clone Wars uh, episode season 7 uh, show you can leave voicemails there and if we like it uh, we'll, uh, we'll put it online for everybody to uh, to listen to so if you really want your voice heard that's the way to do it um, but I don't I know it's 859 and I don't remember the rest <laughs> yeah no I was looking to see if I had it on my phone it's uh, 859-392 and I'll remember the rest later so uh, but I'll get you that the next I'll make sure that's on the graphic for the next episode for sure I was looking didn't even, find it even if I have to put it at the bottom of this this graphic right here below us but <laughs> you'll see it I promise so all right. Well, uh, Brian, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks. Oh, hey, one last thing before we go, before we say goodbye. Yeah. Um, you know, with the coronavirus out there. Sure, sure. They were talking about ways to, ways to prevent the coronavirus. Yeah. So they said they said instead of shaking hands. Oh, well, live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Well, there you go. So no fist bump. No, no fist bump, no, no elbow bumps, shake. nothing. We'll it's, just go around. Hey, hey live long and prosper. Live Why long not? and prosper. All right. You guys take care. We'll catch you next time.